Today is November 11th, 11, 11, 2011. Make all your wishes. We've got voicemails, Twitter questions, and a lot of fun conversations. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old drum boy, drum boy Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Yanks, the Tuesday episode. I am coming to you from my apartment in New York City, Manhattan. And Jake is coming to you from Denver in his apartment in Denver. What neighborhood of Denver do you live in? I live in Wash Park. What neighborhood of Manhattan do you live in? Harlem. I would. Uh, do true New Yorkers call it Manhattan? What would they call it? Harlem. Yeah, but Harlem is in Manhattan. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. I'm. Hey, man. New New Yorkers trying to figure out the lingo. So New York City is a city. It's got five boroughs. Then Manhattan's right. the main one. And Harlem's a neighborhood in Manhattan. Right. But you'd say Harlem before you say I live in Manhattan. Oh, I have no idea. I think you'd just say both. You'd That's say, what I'm asking. You'd say, no, I live in Manhattan. Then they'd say where? And you'd say Harlem. And then if I okay. wanted to go even further, I could say Hamilton Heights. But my broker said, right. That's just the lipstick name. It's called yeah, Harlem. Yeah, that is. We all know it's the lipstick name. I don't know why you said that. I know. It's but some of the lipstick names are cool. So there you go. That's where we live. Thank you for tuning in cool. to that. I still don't have internet, so if you're a patron and you you like watching the live shows and being part of it, I don't have enough bandwidth for that. So Jake and I are just FaceTiming and recording our audio. I apologize about that. It comes tomorrow. So next episode, and we also said that the Friday episodes are going to be voicemail episodes and these are Early in the week episodes, we're going to be something else. Because of the internet situation, that's not the case. We're doing Twitter questions and voicemails. There hasn't been a lot of news today or recently with the Yankees. And we got to get some soon, though, right? We got to get, like, Gardner news soon. Usually that's pretty quick. You'd think so. Um, yeah, I mean, by this time last year, Guardy and CeCe had already been re- re-signed. We haven't heard any of that. Um, well, not CeCe yet, because... CC happened at the GM meetings, which I think is this weekend. I think they just happened. Did they? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think they've happened yet. Yeah, I think they were this weekend. November 11th through November 14th. So they started today. Right now. They're happening. Wow. Buckle up. Last two, two GM meetings ago, Giancarlo Stanton was, was that's what's that when that sparked. So maybe there's a huge trade. I mean, GM meetings are more trades, obviously, than like signings or anything. Probably but a good time. We've got to crash that at some point. A lot of collusion. Ooh. I think it's just working. I think there's a lot of collusion at the GM meetings. I think it'd be, okay, naive, to, it'd be, it'd be naive to think there's not some. What do you think they're colluding on? Like, hey, well, who are you going after? What price range do you see this guy in? Uh, we have them a little higher, you know, stuff like that. I I don't think you want to show your cards. 
Yeah. The, the, the Houston Astros, maybe it wasn't the Astros. Someone got in trouble because they gave an interview and they said, yeah, we, we reached out to the other clubs and see where they're at and what they're thinking. And they're like, you're not supposed right. to do that. <laughs> CC Gardy was signed on Halloween last year and CC was signed on November 7th. Yeah, I think CC was signed during the GM meetings, if I remember correctly. So we might get something soon. It's been pretty pretty boring. How are you doing, Jake? Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, had a nice weekend. Um, look look back at it. I'm excited for you. I'm living through you a little bit with the move and getting you getting you set up tomorrow. Yeah, I wonder um, how the echo is in here. I know you can't really tell, but I threw couch cushions in here. Maybe make it cush. better. That. Jimmy talking about that Kush already, New York Jimmy. Not more things change the more they stay the same. But uh, yeah, man, I I don't know. There was sleeper Yankee news today. The uh, Josh Bard not coming back. That's kind of interesting. You just broke that to me. I'm internetless here, so. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, you got to use that phone. You're not a phone guy. No, I don't um, use my phone for the internet. Yeah. So what happened? Why isn't Josh Bard coming? Back? Dude, we called this. Do you think we f- we did this? I gave him the motherfucker. No. Why isn't he coming Uh, back? What was the report? So that's the thing. There's not a report. Sweeney Murti, Murti, uh, reported that, uh, that the, like, know how when Joe Madden got hired by the Angels, they listed, like, here's the full Angels staff. Like, the Yankees haven't Mm -hmm. done that yet. Uh, like they, they, like, they've announced the new catching coach. Um, they've announced the pitching coach, but they haven't released like, hey, here's our full staff. And so, yeah, Bard's not coming back. And I, I commented that under Sweeney's thing. I was like, hey, I, <laughs> I assume you would have said, but um, is there a reason why? And I don't think uh, I don't think we know yet, but I think that's interesting because Bard was supposed to be like Boone's dude. Yeah. Is Bard going to get the Pittsburgh job? I don't know. Well, we did give Bard a motherfucker because we said he was the least talked about bench coach. Bard really, I don't know anything about the inner workings, but usually the bench coach, and this is what we said a couple months ago in season, usually the bench coach is all over. He's like the next guy you see. Larry was the second in command. He was the guy Boone leaned on. So I don't know what Bard's role was. He started getting real chippy at the end of the season and started yelling and making a lot of noise, made for some good gifts. So I like that out of him. Finally, Bard giving us some some meat. But this, if anyone has like a sway besides Bard's family or a player, can't. it's kind of weird, right? Like, Yeah. Well, the, the, sources, the sources are saying that infield coach Carlos Mendoza will now be the bench coach. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It feels a little weird. It normally doesn't go down like this slash it feels late, but yeah, I mean, maybe he is really involved with the Pittsburgh gig or something like that. Cause otherwise it almost feels like there's not other coaching jobs for Josh Bard to pick up. <laughs> Who's the coach that I, I have a contact with? It's better way to good question. Who is it? Do you remember? On the Yankees and baseball? Yeah. What are you talking about? On the Yankees. On the Yankees, I can reach out and ask, hey, what happened with the Bard? The new catching coach? No, no, no. Oh, the hitting PJ. PJ Pilatier. I'll reach out. I'll reach PJ out to my, my pal PJ. Yeah. Tanner Swanson's the catching coach. Matt Blake's pitch coach. 
Josh Bard, were they old Cleveland friends? I think they were. Like that was like Booney's old Cleveland friend. Maybe that was part of Boone's contract. Like, okay, you get Larry to lean on because he has managerial experience, and you get Bard because he's your friend. Maybe that was written out that way in the contract. Yeah, sign the dotted line, okay? Yeah. Bard's like, why did I get hired again? As a friend clause. I got one friend. That's it. (laughs) Two years. All right, well, good luck to you, Bard, wherever you go. Bard, you go coach some college. If you wanted. Hey, hey, college college coaches are turning down pro pitching jobs, pitching it's on, coach jobs. It's on the up and up. What do you think Bard's career slugging percentage was 10 years in the MLB? Uh, 378. 385. Nice. In 2004, he had a 1.162 OPS. How many at-bats? <laughs> 19. Okay. All right, how about this? In 2006, Bard had a 926 OPS. 249 at bats. Big year for Bardy. And he got traded. It was a Bardy party. Ooh, I like that, Jake. All right, I'm interested. So, Carlos Mendoza, it seems like a hire from within, right? It is. He was the infield coach. But that's Um, not official, I'm saying. No, not official. That That is from Sweeney's tweet. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know, dude, we're in, we're in off season mode. There were people like, whoa, why doesn't he go out and get a bench coach? And it's like, okay, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't care. You can't tell yeah. me what Bard did. So just don't complain. Just win. All right. Well, we have Twitter questions and voicemails. Which ones do you want to do first? Twitter questions and voicemails. I don't know. I guess we do a couple couple TQs to get rolling. I did forget to mention I'm I I am excited to talk Yanks because uh a big conversation in the sports world today is my New York Knicks who are shockingly again a laughing stock of sports. Yeah, they're going to fire their coach, right? Oh, no, 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 no. They just came out and said that they're expecting a lot more, and then all the reports came out today that they're laying a path to fire their coach, which always works out well. Jesus, the Knicks suck. All right, yeah, let's move on. We got our first question from the Sawyer and Sal show. Question number one, how you been doing? Mm. How you doing, how you been? Actually, that's a little more New York. How you doing, how you been? How you doing, how you been? How's your mother? I'm doing well, and I've been good. Yeah, I'm doing... I mentioned the Knicks stuff, kind of sad lull after the baseball season. Nice day in the park this weekend. All right. Question two from the Sawyer and Sal show. Do you think it would be an advantage for a team to go opposite everyone else and be very aggressive and make free agent offers early in the offseason rather than wait it out like every other team till February? And I thought about this because there was a team that did this a couple seasons ago. They're called the San Francisco Giants. And when everyone was not signing free agents and letting it wait out, they went out and they got Evan Longoria. They got McCutcheon. They got, who else was it? There was one other. Cueto? I don't know. Cueto? There was one other big get they got. I forget. And... It, like, didn't work out well at all. Samarge is a... But, no, I don't think... I think, like, negotiations and stuff, you you got to wait it out and see. Unless 
unless you had the money. But even then, it just seems like bad business to just like I think the Nats regret regret their offer to Corbin because they were so much higher than the second best offer. Yeah, I I think it's I mean, it just makes sense to wait out for a better offer. I think the one thing you and I speculated is because this this has come upon baseball pretty quickly uh, is that maybe if you're a veteran um, like your buddy Todd Frazier, you met up with like if you're a veteran and you get an offer that you think is what you're looking for, I think that is kind of at the point where it's like you just make the move and because uh, you forget about the other stuff, like you don't want to, you don't want to go three months not knowing where your family's gonna live. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so if you're Todd Frazier and the Phillies say, "Hey, we're, we we want to give you a one year, four million dollar deal," I think someone like that would be more likely, like, "All right, yeah, let's go, let's punch it." I don't want to. I'm not gonna go three more months with my family freaking out to maybe get an extra million dollars or something like that. Yeah, you've got to know their agent. Like, if they're a Boris agent, I think you have to wait it out a little bit. If they are already had their first free agency and this is their second and they're, like, going to get less than their first, I think, like, CC and Todd, they, like, just want to get it done. And Guardy, like, let's just go. I don't, right. don't want to sit around and linger. And I think we saw a bunch of guys last year Sit or like, oh my God, uh, all the guys last year, they had to make their own spring training just for people to play two last yeah. two years, right? So if you get an offer early and if you're not a top tier, I think you're probably like, let's just take it. Maybe you're- And I think that's, I, I think the only place we've seen this is Atlanta. Atlanta Atlanta brought back Tyler Flowers, one of their catchers, one year, four million. And they brought back Nick Markakis, one year, four million. Those are the only- technical free agents that have signed anywhere yet yeah well good for atlanta then good job atlanta and those older guys you're bringing back that your fan base wasn't that ecstatic about because people like to think different things are better oh okay next question from uh sco co interesting one here jake is it worth losing a good prospect to rid themselves of one year of hap I think we both agree that it's not worth it because pitching depth, you need pitching depth. Hap was awful, but he, he pitched. Did he ever get hurt? Did he pitch all season? How many starts did Hap make? Uh, he did not get hurt. Um, I want to say he made – I haven't been on Jay Hap's pitching page in a while. That's how you know it's been a good offseason. Um, God, it keeps – Keeps on bringing me to Paxton stats. Um, yeah, I don't know. Can can you tell me what balls we're going to use next year? Because that'd be something cool to know as a sport. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Well, here's my thing though. The Yankees won a hundred games. I mean, t- take the money out of it. We're not going to change what Hap's getting paid. The Yankees won a hundred games with Hap taking the ball every fifth day. He never. He was like one of the only guys that never left the rotation. Right, him and Tanaka. Uh yeah, he had thirty starts. Tanaka had thirty-one. Yeah, Paxton so, had twenty-nine. So, but I'm saying like you need depth. You you need guys to take the ball, and even with how bad Hap was last year, he didn't. It, the reason why the Yankees didn't win the World Series 
isn't because of Hap. Now, you could say, like, well, if we got rid of Hap, then we can bring in a pitcher. You can bring in a pitcher and still have Hap. It's not that crazy. A lot of money came off the books this year. So, no, I don't think getting rid of a trading a good packaging Hap and a prospect is worth it. Yeah, it depends on the prospect, and it depends on, like, the Yankees' offseason plans. I mean, yeah, if they if they can tag Hap with someone like Clint, and that's a pretty clean deal, and the Yankees can sign someone like Ryu to a two-year deal for the same money, yeah, I think we'd make that trade. Um, I don't think that's happening. Um, the other thing that's a huge question mark that's kind of gone – it's been under the rug because we've wanted to keep it under the rug. It's like, what's going on with Domingo Herman? Uh, are we what? What are we going to know about that? I mean, is he going to be a guy that's welcome back at all? Is there going to be a big suspension? What goes on there? Because um, I mean, depending uh, depending what goes on there, Herman started twenty four games last year. Cece started twenty two. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I as you know, I've been talking myself into the Yankees are going to sign one of the big free agent pitchers because that's kind of their only big team need. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. It it sucks because I know Hap did leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth uh, with the 491 ERA last year. He finished strong. Maybe he found something. You definitely wouldn't feel confident with him next year. But, um, you know, a guy that can throw 160 innings is valuable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, he, just the fact that he can give you all his innings, like it's there's value to that. And I like your, I mean, in a perfect world, if they could package a Clint or someone and the return is whatever it is, but the money you can use now to go get one of those other starters, I don't know. There's a chance Hap comes back and he's good next year, man. It's fucking baseball. Yeah, and I, and I know nobody wants... He's getting paid, but. No, and yeah, I know nobody wants to hear that, but yeah, it's 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 quite literally how this sport works, and um, yeah, I'm I mean, baseball is such a ridiculous sport. I mean, Hap and Tanaka's ERAs are a half point off, and yet <laughs> Tanaka had like a great season. Uh, Hap had a miserable season. Hap closes with a good month. Tanaka has two just blow up starts in the middle of the season, and it looks like they had pretty similar years. Tanaka goes eleven and nine. Hap goes twelve and eight with a four nine one ERA. Yeah, that's why ERA. I'm starting to dislike ERA. Yeah, doesn't we gotta really, get you. Doesn't tell the, the story. John Boy stat. Yeah. Next question. Max Manis. Max is uh, head of the baseball club at his high school, and I'm going to speak with him in two days, Jake. Boom. Q&A. I just think every question is going to be, does Jake really suck? Okay. Yes, next question. Well, does Jake suck? Yes, next question. Yeah, okay. Max says, can we realistically expect DJ to duplicate his 2019 production next year? And if he doesn't, might Hicks take the leadoff spot back when he returns in June, July? I know this doesn't make for, like, compelling uh, podcasting or whatever, I like throw my hands up in the air whenever someone asks me, like, do you think this can happen next year? The 2019 season is just has just made me been like, oh, who fucking knows? Do I think DJ can be better? Yeah. Do I think we should bank on him having that good of a season? No, but I also like to play it, play it down. So I'm happy when it's good and accept it when it's a little less than because he can be a little less than and still very, very good player he had an amazing season can Hicks take over the leadoff spot when Hicks comes back 
Sure. I mean, literally anything can happen. Luke Voigt was our two-hole hitter for two months. Hicks Hicks might not come back till like 2021. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, and DJ LeMahieu, and this is, this will be an easier way to try to depict, uh, what we were saying about Jay Hat before DJ LeMahieu in 2016 with the Colorado Rockies, he won the batting title, 348 batting average. He had a 911 OPS the next year. He still hit 310, which is really good. Um, but his batting average technically dropped 38 points. His OPS dropped over 100 points. He went from 911 to 783. So it it's kind of how the sport of baseball operates. Um, and that yeah, I, it's going to be tough for him to replicate next year. Can he do it? Absolutely. Another guy that the juice ball is definitely in discussion because his career high was 15 home runs, and last year he hits 26. Um, so I don't know. There's a lot of factors in play there. I what you can expect is DJ LeMahieu to give you solid at bats and play great defense over the course of a baseball season. That could be a 290 batting average, or that could be a 340 batting average. Yeah. I expect him to have a good year. Yeah. There's no reason not to. And I mean, obviously the short porch helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> if, if technically you just looked at his stat page last year is, is the outlier, not the norm. Damn. Yeah. Well, Jake, speaking of DJ, the next question from James Landis is, who could play a better shortstop, Gio Urshela or DJ LeMahieu? Ooh. And it's a fun question because range is the factor for both of them, and it's the factor for DJ because he's so tall and lanky, and it's a factor for Urshela because he's kind of stout. He's not really stout, but he kind of is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm going Gio because I'm, I'm not going range. I'm going arm strength. Oh, um, I'm going. I was taking Geo as well, just to let you know. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I th- I think Geo played a little shortstop um, at the start of his career. I guess Lemayhew did too, but not a lot of innings. Let's see, DJ Lemayhew career shortstop innings four. Okay, you think Urshela's got him beat? Yeah, I think he's got twenty seven point two. Urshela has 85 innings at shortstop. So, point two. Um, That's crazy. Crazy. For the Indians, I'm guessing? For the Cleveland Indians, Jimmy. All right. So, we're both taking Urshela. Yes. It's funny that, like, they both can play kind of anywhere but shortstop. Like, shortstop's this big, bad beast. Sports are weird, man. Only so many guys can play NFL quarterback well. <laughs> like only five. so many guys, only so many guys can field shortstop and hit it shortstop. It's it's when you actually think about it, it's crazy. Like five of each. There's more shortstop. There's more adequate shortstops than quarterbacks. A quarterback plays picked up a little bit. I think I think you'd be surprised. I, and it depends how you're measuring guys. Franchise quarterback. Franchise quarters. Matt Statford a franchise quarterback? No. Is okay. Andrelton Simmons a franchise shortstop? Well, not with the bat. I'm saying both. Bat and glove. Right. Yeah. We'll uh we'll line them up one day. That'll be a weird exercise for me. <laughs> Ryan G says, after last year, what are some general rules of thumb to approach sources season? Um trust like four guys. Rosenthal only, Morosi, 
Curry and and usually don't just trust one of them like and like use your brain and just have a critical yeah. thinking brain and unfollow yeah, and mute John Heyman our our buddy Keith went went on to the war lines today and he was he was going all, at all the phony people like there's a fake Ken Rosenthal that tweeted Chris Bryant was traded and Keith was just like why why would you do this what what rush are you getting from this um, yeah, sources season is brutal. Uh, Passan, uh, the real Ken Rosenthal. Look for the blue check mark brigade. Know that Nightingale and John Heyman are human losers. <laughs> oh no! I just think their reporting's bad. Jeez, Jake. No, I'm going human losers. Didn't we meet Nightingale at hoax event? Mm-mm. I think he was there. I think we didn't say hi. No, not him. It was the other guy. Wally. Yeah. Wally Matthews was there. Didn't say hi. Uh, Alexander. Fuck. Mahali. Nailed it. How will the Yankees use Davey Garcia next season? Uh, Trade bait. Might use him as trade bait this season. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm higher on Davey than you. Um I, I think he's definitely in the discussion of we've talked the Yankees are going to have a new pitching philosophy um, and they've got a new pitching coach. Maybe there's something Davey can find. Maybe there's not. Um, I, I think the the bigger thing to take away from last year is like Davey Garcia had he n- not getting to the majors wasn't a loss last season. He had a crazy ride. He started in in high A. He went to double A and he ended up in triple A. And that's I I remember telling you I, I think it was right before September when he got called up to AAA like to get the call to the major leagues he was going to have to prove he was good in AAA and he he had more strikeouts than innings but his ERA was bad and and he still he climbed a couple levels they're going to throw him in AAA to start next year and if he impresses he could be a trade piece or he could find himself pitching for the Yanks yeah, Cashman likes his prospects to get a full season at AAA usually, or a lot of time. Like, the guys that have skipped it are, I mean, Johnny Lasagna, and that was f- truly just for roster crunch reasons. Yeah, that was out of necessity. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't because he needed to. Uh, and then, like, Jabba was the other one. Those are two in yeah. almost 15 years that you can paint to. Until Davey's not on the Chance Adams Justice Sheffield ride, he's on it for me. Uh, and it's nothing personal with Davey. It's just I've seen this dog and pony show from the Yankees before, and this is what happens. Whenever they hype a pitcher, it's usually for ulterior reasons than him deserving the hype. Yeah, and I, I obviously I got fooled by a video of Chance Adams at the stadium, but it, looking back, that that like his one good minor league season was a clear outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Justice Sheffield, we turned him into James Paxson. So I, I still think there's a chance for Justice Sheffield to be a solid MLB player. He ended up, he had a couple okay starts for the Mariners at the end of last year. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of in on the Davy crew slash during my sad baseball depression. I did watch a YouTube video that was pitchers under six feet throwing over 95 miles per hour. How many was that dude on the Royals Holland or whatever? Uh, I think Holland was on there. I mean, it, it was, I mean, Stroh show was on there. Pedro was on there. Uh, there's a couple surprise one. Cueto's on there. He's under six feet. 
Um, there, there's a couple outliers. Is this an interesting video or is it just literally them throwing the ball? Oh no. I, I forget how I ended up there. I like, I, I didn't actually hunt this video out, but it, it popped it out found you. and I was like, okay, yeah, no, that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. Um, it's one, <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of those Instagram ads that it hears you say something and it's like, are you short? Yeah. I have an Instagram ad that just the fucking massage gun. I mean, you don't like massage, so yeah. I don't know if you're even getting it, but it's just like, like a a drill that you drill into a wall, but it just fucking yeah. pounds your body, and it's the slow mo the slow mo vid's pretty cool because you yeah. can see this your skin like rippling or whatever. Yeah. And I'm almost like want it, like I'm almost like, hey, can you give me this massage gun? And then I just, what am I gonna do? Just sit here like fucking, yeah, massaging my leg with a gun. I probably would. That's that's the worst good chance. Part. Yeah, fucking advertising. It sucks when they hear you say one word and then you see it later and you're like, "Fuck me." Yeah, <laughs> you guys are good. Yeah, you guys are so good. Uh, Adam Boynton says, "Do you support gambling like promotions to boost fan attendance? Bingo cards, partial refunds for no hitters, foul balls get you a free ticket." Adam, I think you haven't listened to the show. I'm sure you have. We, we we openly tell baseball to do this. Jake has been trying to t- get them yeah. to do promotions like this, like three steals in a game, and the whole crowd gets this. Or, you know, three steals and a lucky fan in section 121 gets 100 bucks because you just want to unite all the fans into what one was the thing. One we, what was the one we saw recently that was like, they should be doing this every inning? Like, the place was going nuts. I forget what it was, but I remember. It, ah, le- it, it was such a good one. It led to us making up a kiss that goat one. Right. I forget. But yes, they should do this more. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the... I don't love the examples here. Um, I guess well, I don't bingo. want fucking bingo night. Like, that's... Don't bring yeah. that to the ballpark. <laughs> no. And I like partial refunds for no hitters. Like, you should... No, you should be stoked like that. Was, you you saw history. Um, Charge me more. Be happy. Um, and then foul balls get you a free ticket. I mean that turns a little violent in the stands. But no, I think it's in you know kind of like we we see the the taco if you if a if a base gets stolen in the World Series. I think some things like that. Like if you know if if someone hits a double in the third inning, um, you know. Everyone gets a free soft drink. Or it can it like can that. turn a a mundane game with the Royals versus the Indians, or Royals versus the White Sox. It can turn you know an August game into something fun, like that scene in the office when Michael's giving his speech, but they're all watching the thing bounce around the TV screen, and they're all like, yes. "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" And then it hits the corner, and they all get excited. It's a game within a game. It's a way to entertain people. Mark Cuban has a good quote when he's like, when I took over the Dallas Mavericks, we weren't selling a winning team. You're selling an entertaining night. Like you're selling a memory and an entertaining night. Winning is the best way to get there. So let's focus on winning, but we're not like, they don't care if we win or not. They care about, they go to a game and they have a really good time. And uh, what happens is a lot of people forget that 50% of the crowd are casual fans at every sporting event across all sports. 50%, if not more, are casual fans and you need those to survive and they need entertainment. So give it to them. Yeah. 
Yeah, for the regular games. And yeah, I mean, you see it in like basketball. You'll see if, if the team scores 115 more points, they get free tacos or, or if the, I think the, one of the better ones is, uh, if an opponent misses two free throws in the fourth quarter, like on back to back free throws, then they get free tacos or whatever. So that's if an awesome. Opponent, if an opponent goes up to the free throw line, they get normal intense for the first one. Oh, oh, if they miss it, you get a huge reaction from the crowd. And then for the second free throw, they're going insane. Yeah. And it's just little things like that. Just add to the experience a little more. Yep. More for. We have to remember what that other one was. It was, it was like perfect. Yeah. It wasn't like Fuck. you have to hold a snake. Oh, was it that? Let me think. I, I'm i going to have to think about that. Okay, let me know if you can remember if it was hold a snake or not. Yeah. Luis Santos says, being really realistically realistic, is there any chance for a Lindor trade to the Yankees? For it to happen, what would the Yankees have to give? And uh, I don't know if Jake wants to play the game, but if I'm being really realistically realistic, I'm saying no. Just doesn't make sense. Um, what what we would have to give up, I think, would shock people. And yeah, it's it's just it's not going to happen. Um, we would have to give up a ton, and uh, the the lineup doesn't really need to be addressed with someone like Francisco Lindor. It'd be awesome, but yes. like, some y- Yankee Yankee fans don't want to actually pay the price for two years of Frankie Lindor. Yeah, that's true. Well, okay. This next question is really, really good, Jake. And it is sponsored by... Okay, so they're bringing you this question from Babushka Boy, Sasha X 13. What's each of your favorite color? Okay. Do you... Do you... I mean... I have an easy favorite color. It's green. Yeah. Yeah, mine's you're blue. Because you're yeah. boring, yeah. Oh, no. There's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's a lot of kinds of blue. Oh, well, it was already discussed, so. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying blue's not boring. It's it's only, it's well, the correct answer. If your favorite color's not blue, you're probably a weirdo. It's the generic favorite color. It's lame. No, a lot of people like red, which is awful. No. Yeah, red's the favorite color. It's blue in a landslide. So you admit you only don't like blue to be a contrarian. It's a great color. I feel relatable to green. Why? It's just off from being blue. It's still got good stuff going on. Green light has awesome connotations with it. Money, green all the way. But you never wear green. No, I look hideous. I'd stick out. Yeah. I'd be just a, I'd be a stocky green blob. And you wear blue all the time. Not all the time. Wearing it right now. This isn't blue. Looks blue to me. Mm-mm. This is a black and gray mix. Oh, wow. Heavy. Comes out to blue. Yeah. Well, thanks. P.O. Urshela. <laughs> it's very similar to Gio. They, they almost got it. What are the chances we that. finally see Florial in the bigs with an outfield spot kind of open? What outfield spot is open? What outfield spot is open? How would Florial get his? No. Hard no. No, I get I guess they're saying center field kind of, like he could compete for it. No, I don't know if you saw they posted the the end of season Yankees top prospects and uh Florial is down to seventh. Um He had a bad year which, and, and like he has the raw talents, but he's never put together like the actual baseball skill set. 
And the injuries are starting to add up too. Um, I mean, a big part of it is getting experience at the different levels, and he hasn't really been able to do that. Um, Davey, number one on that list, by the way. Yeah. All right, the next question that is about the outfield from Mike Nelson says, what's your realistic view of what the outfield will look like next year? My realistic view, like starting and, and, and barring like trades or whatever, well, whatever. I'll, I'll, I will say I have Gardner and Talkman splitting center field. Maybe Talkman edges him out. Maybe not to save Gardner. Maybe it's like a, some sort of weird platoon. G, uh, Giancarlo in left and Judge in right. Yeah, I think, I think you're, you're all over it. I think Talkman's there. And you, it, mentally, Talkman is there to keep Guardy and Giancarlo Stanton fresh. Um, as we saw this year, you're going to stumble into injuries. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's there's also still this crazy world out there where Mike Talkman might be really good. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. You could do some Giancarlo at DH stuff. but uh, What's, what's yeah, really I, bizarre is, Jake, if Gio, Talkman, and Voight, who are these Cashman and his analytical department, like victories, like those are his big gets. If they're the starting third base, first base, and center fielder next year with Judge, Geo, Glaber, DJ, and Gary, that's crazy. Yeah. No, it's uh, it it's kind of insane. And, uh, Jim, that ties into my whole Yankees going out and getting the big starting pitching. Um, and, hey, maybe I am just blinded by my Yankee fandom, but, like, we have pretty cheap good options around the field, like outside of Stanton, basically. And I, I don't know. It just makes so much sense. Our our rotation becomes just so lights out if you put Cole or Strasburg at the top of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like that's uh, – someone mentioned Eric Thames to us, I think, last show. And uh, it's like, okay, I mean, are we going to pay eight – Eight million, ten million for Eric Thames because he could probably be pretty good at the stadium. Or do you just roll Mike Ford back out there for free? <laughs> and who was better than Eric Thames last year? Yeah, Mike Ford, DH him with uh, Anduhar, which is our next question. Who's playing third base next year? From uh, Matt, if Geo wins out, where does Anduhar go? I mean, if Geo is healthy, Jake, and Anduhar is yeah. healthy. And Gio isn't our starting third baseman. I I will be very upset unless Anduhar bit into some magic defensive pills while he was injured. DH is open. Put Anduhar there. Let start him in Triple A. Put Anduhar DH. If they're both there, Gio has to be the defensive third baseman. Has to. Yeah, uh, if they're both healthy, I mean, it's 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 different leagues. I think last last year was supposed to be Andujar's kind of shot at figuring it out at third base. Now that he doesn't have that, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, Gio goes down at spring training and Andujar, you know, shows up and he's improved. We'll be here saying like, "Hey, good job, kid." <laughs> um, I I think they're if if I had to guess, the Yankees front office is telling Gio Urshela, "Hey." Maybe get loose at first base a little bit, you know. Sure, do keep trying at third base, do what you want, but 
Right now it's looking like DH slash kind of emergency slash backup third base, first base. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I, it's rude, but I can't, I can't go back to Anduar as a third baseman, which is so weird because I was willing to let him grow and develop before Geo came. I can't do it. Like, I really, I really can't wrap my head around that being a plan. I mean, he he mentally fucked us, pardon my French, when he came out and he said he didn't change his throwing motion. Come on, dude. Clearly not good. So clearly not good. <laughs> it's a very interesting move. What was the worst decision of 2019, Mickey Meyer? Mickey Meyer, my guy. Um... Worst decision of 2019. Is, is that just like in the season? Is that would you say like off not, season? Not giving Gio Gonzalez a chance because there was a point where we could have used him to eat some innings. Not giving Gio a chance. Uh, I don't know. Um, how about how about bringing Anduhar back instead of just having him get the surgery? Well, all the misdiagnosed. Yeah, I guess that's that's what it would be. I this um I don't know. This is almost too serious and too dark because I I like him, but um I don't know. Right now, that Hicks extension is just in a weird spot. Like you know, Cashman doesn't normally do that, and we're I don't know. We're starting to teeter a weird area with Hicks. Oh. Yeah, the Hicks thing, which made me think of the Sevy extension, which made me think there was a point where, like, Sevy had a setback because they didn't give him uh, a uh, MRI because Sevy doesn't like MRIs. Imagine if Sevy had four more games to get going before the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I would. It, biggest mistake of 2019 was not being cursed or being cursed. What about the Tulowitzki show? Like, even entertaining that. There's an argument to say that's the highlight. <laughs> uh, who Andres Morales? Yeah, he didn't harm. Like, did he really harm anything? No, but it sucked to watch. It was awful. It was really bad. Bravik yeah. Valera playing a guy that doesn't have a brain. That was a dumb decision. I mean, there's an argument for re-signing Hap, but also we didn't know that these baseballs were going to be there. And, like, he got fucked by them. Yeah. Gary asks, who is the number one person on the Talking Yanks wish list of an interview that you want to get but haven't yet? My number one's still Billy Crystal. And that's where I'm a Billy, too. I'm Billy Eilish. Yeah. That ask her about the Yankees. I'd love to. George Brett. Um, no, that'd be for that's Lord. Lord. Uh, but yeah, it's Billy Eilish, Lord, Bernie Williams. Um, <laughs> no particular order. Uh, I mean, Judge would be cool because I think people would tune in. But Judge is pretty guarded, so I don't know what he'd say. Yeah, like if we could somehow get get like real Aaron Judge, not like. Not like this. This was a team victory, Aaron Judge. Um, Susan Waldman. Susan Waldman's up there. 
Um, I don't know. I guess like fully torqued up Canely. <laughs> He's off Red like, Bull now, though. Like us in a room with Canely on whatever caffeine he takes now, or maybe there's like an Eagles and Notre Dame game going on. Like, I, yeah, give me that. Well, well, Steve Donahue. Yeah, no, it'd be a great time. Who's got the least amount of pain tolerance on the team, Dono? First question out the Ooh. gate. It's tough. Yeah. Silly Guardy, CC. Guardy would never do a podcast because he doesn't know what they are. I know. We could probably trick him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have some voicemails, but first we have some words from our sponsors. Okay, Jake. Luke did not intern Luke or employee Luke, whatever you want to call him. He didn't do the voicemails, so I did them. I didn't label them, so I have no idea what we're about to hear. But here's voicemail underscore one two zero three five eight nine zero two seven two underscore 2019, November 11th. They called today. Yo, what's up? It's Dan from Connecticut. I just want to know what you think a realistic package for Francisco Lindor would look like. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the podcast. Keep going. All right. Well, we appreciate the voicemail. Would have screened it out because we already took that question via Twitter. Realistic package. For Francisco Lindor. Got it. Uh, it would be I don't Herman, think Yankee- with, Herman without the allegations, but he does have allegations. I don't think the Yankees Lu- can do it. Luizaga, um Davey. Probably Davey. And I don't know, we got young field players somewhere. I don't maybe think like I don't a, I honestly may- don't think the maybe Yankees- a shit sandwich like Mike Ford, Clint. Yeah, I don't think the Yankees have the package to compete with if another team was offering a package. I, I think this is this will be my final walkaway statement is think about when we were at the trade deadline and they were like, teams are asking for Glaber and we like mocked all those teams. The Indians could ask for Glaber and we could like not mock them. Like it it's like it's almost like a sincere inquisition. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, I don't think so, we so if you, Yeah, it's just it doesn't seem real. Hey guys, it's Cameron from Midtown. Uh, I'm just calling, you know, it's been a rough couple of weeks in New York sports, Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Jets, everything. Um, but just wanted to call up and talk about some like rumors and stuff. Honestly, I feel like we're going to get either Cole or Wheeler. I don't see us getting Strasburg. I can see Strasburg staying with the Nationals or going to the Padres. I can see him going to a younger team, so he can just be the old guy there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have any expectations for anything big. I see Andy Warhol staying. I see Voight staying. But I think you guys are right that we should trade for it. All right, thanks, guys. See you. Peace. So he's got an itch, Cameron from Midtown, that uh, my neighbor, Manhattan buddies, that they're going to get Wheeler or Cole. Jake's got that same itch, but he thinks you're throwing Strasburg in the match. Now, I feel the same way as Cameron. Like, I can talk myself into like, hey, maybe, maybe, but not for Strasburg. I just feel like he goes San Diego or Nationals, so that's all. I, I, I don't know. I, I still think, like, A, money is a huge factor. Um, you know, can't, can't really full, really rule that out. And uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just it—it it is the Yankees' team need. Um, 
Didi's twelve million or whatever is off the books. Dellen's eight million is off the books. Uh, CC's eight million is off the books. Um, I think there's one more I'm missing, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. And it's it's just the Yankees team need. It's not like hey, we got to bring in an impact center fielder. It's like no, like Talkman's there. We're assuming Guardi is. Um, the only position that you can make an argument for would be first base, but A, you're ignoring how good Luke Voigt has truly been. Um, are we trading Mike Ford? Like, I, I would understand if that happens, but he also was a really big contributor and he was really good. Um, I don't know. It just seems like the Yankees have $30 million to spend this year and there's one spot to spend it. You do the math. You do, the, you do the math, man. Next. Yo, what up, guys? Uh, Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. So I feel like one of the storylines that isn't really being talked about this offseason off is the idea of uh, playoff randomness. And, yeah, recently we've had teams like the Nats beat the Dodgers, but we haven't had in a while, like, the insane underdog, like uh, the Giants, the Royals, or, like, the 2006 Cardinals, so, uh, yeah, I kind of want to know your thoughts on how random you guys think the playoffs are, and uh, I also want to know, depending on your answer, if uh, you think it's a bigger uh, point of criticism if uh, the Yankees don't get Cole or Strasburg, and uh, do you guys personally think that the Yankees have to get Cole or Strasburg? So, yeah, what are your thoughts? All right, thanks, Andrew. A lot going on. Also, Manhattan neighbor, House Kitchen, Jake, Manhattan. Yeah, I I know Manhattan. Yeah, you don't know Manhattan. The Indian tribe it's named after. Okay. I don't think. Oh, good questions, Andrew, because I don't want to answer any of them. Because it's just like I don't think it's necessary. They get them. They were. I think it'd be nice. Really nice. I'm not gonna like cancel the Yankees or like be like dramatically upset if they don't get Cole or Strasburg. They need to get some pitcher. I still believe in Tanaka, Severino, and Paxton, but I don't like Hap and Monty as the four or five and those only being the five guys there. Something to push the top guys down would be really nice, but uh, I don't know. And then playoff randomness. Um... I don't think it's as random as people like to say it is. I mean, Houston was the best team, and they represented the AL. The Nationals are a wild story, but their pitching staff was fucking one of the best pitching staffs in baseball going into the season. I think what was random was the bad luck they happened during the season. Um, I still think cream rises to the top in baseball. Wow. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a healthy mix. Like we talked about the Nationals could have been going to extra innings if Trent Grisham fields a ball cleanly in the one-game wildcard game. Um, so, I mean, luck luck is a factor, but also being a really good team helps and is a more important factor. Um, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll do more on my pitching staff rant because you guys are probably going to hear it a lot and I just won't stop until I make it a reality. But, I mean, just think about this. If... Our two, three, four pitchers are Paxton, Tanaka, Sevi, Paxton, Tanaka. Like, 
it's such a mental mind fuck that it it like that it changes how you view them so much. If you put a coal or a Strasburg at the top and you have those guys as your one, two, three, four, that's like an insane rotation. And again, we just had 30 mil or so come off the books. There's no other major team needs. It just makes so much sense that I'm probably going to find myself in February crying into a pillow, and then I'll also find out they didn't sign one of the starting pitching. Last year, you kind of talked me into like Harper, Machado, like one of them, because it just made so much sense. And I went into the offseason saying I didn't think they were going to get either. And then you talked me into it. And we're going down the same path. And I think I'm going to be strong and not. You already talked me from zero to five with Cole, zero percent to five percent. And no, I'm just not going to let last you... year. What's that? Brian Cashman in the Death Star quote. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said we already have a Death Star. That was a quote saying he wasn't going to go after anyone. It it's just it, but it wasn't, and it it was, it it wasn't, and I don't know. It was also two generational free agents. I get it, man. I get it, but um, I uh, I don't know. It's it's the only need. I will remain more shocked if they sign Cole or Strasburg than if they don't. Sure. What's up, guys? This is uh, Connor from the University of South Carolina. Question, we're going into the offseason. What's the whole relationship with certain guys on the team? Who doesn't talk to each other until March? Um, who go on vacation, hang out every weekend? Like, what's the deal with everybody? Let me know. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, so Chappie doesn't talk to anyone until until spring training starts. Tanaka also goes back to Japan, lives his rock star life. Maybe he like shares a text with Severino and judge sends a text to everyone. Just like, what's up, big man? How you doing? And it's like, kind of like, then they're like doing good. How about you? Good. Can't get, can't wait to get back at it. All right. See you dog. And that's like how he keeps in touch with everyone. There's no, it's kind of empty, but it's, it's, it's not that empty. Cause just the fact that it happens makes him a leader. So that's what I got. Who else? Jake. I mean, Sevy and Glaber. Pictures just, just leaked out. of Sevy and Glaber. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Um, Sevy and Glaber were just on vacation. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get some casual group chat stuff. I don't think a ton of these guys are close, close. Um, like, I know LeMayhew said he went on hunting and fishing trips with, with some of his old Rockies teammates, Charlie Blackman and stuff. Does he have a hunting fishing buddy on the Yanks? Uh, it's Gardner. Him and Chad Green just sit there in silence for three days. Holder's a hunter. Yeah. I don't know. Like uh, D-Rob and Nick Swisher, they were friends. They would do shit off the field. Yeah, it's... uh, It's usually if you have a hunting hobby or fishing, you go hunt and fish together. Yeah, hunting, you have like one real friend on the team that like you, you, like Glaber and Seve, you bring your significant other, you go on a vacation... Or you have a hunting fishing buddy. Dude, Glaber was also with Anduhar like last week. So Glaber's doing the leader shit on his own. Like little brother leader. Dude, Glaber's awesome. That's not leadership. That's having a good time. Glaber's awesome. Like I someone had a question about his mental mistakes, and that's really the only thing that ever bothers me. That kid is like built to be a superstar. Like mentally. Yeah. And he's he is. Yeah. Good for him. All right, last voicemail. 
What up? Long time, first time. Did I get that right? All right, whatever. Uh, John Boy, I will not subject you to this because I know that you're not going to like it. Jake, all right. Utpa, I know you do it. I do it too. I'm interested to hear a uh, off-season plan. Realistic trades, free agents, whatever. From this point on, I know we've extended a roll this. We didn't roll this. Chapman. We extended Chapman. Uh, DD, no qualifying offer. From this point on, take a week. Do your deal. I would love to hear an off-season plan. Trades, ideas, realistic. Throw it at me. Jake, if you want to do this like no, next, no, no, next no, no, week. No, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy. If you could just map out the Yankees' whole off-season plan, trades you'd make, explore trades you could make with the other 29 teams, and then think about free agent values and who would fit after you execute a couple of these trades with the other 29 teams, I would love to know your off-season plan. Well, here's the deal. Props to this caller for knowing I would hate this question. Well, yeah. I'm glad people are starting to know that. You would like it, and you might like it. So if you want to take the time, uh, the dudes who wrote for River Rap Blues, I don't know which writer it was. I think it was a conglomerate. Uh, views from 314 feet. They did like a full offseason plan. They had us trading for Eric Thames. They had us not bringing Chapman back. So kind of a swing and miss there that led to a lot of other stuff, and their whole plan's ruined. And that's why they're so stupid. <laughs> that's, why, that's why Jimmy hates that. Yeah, and I'll... Again, like it's it's funny we we like playing GM and hey sign Garrett Cole and blah 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 and like hey you you know what no would be a cool thing to say after this off season is that we didn't sign Harper and Machado because Brian Cashman knew that Cole and Strasburg were going to be free agents this year and they want to spend that money so when you're a GM you have to think of this year three years five years which is insane. You have to think about all the other teams. You have to explore trade options. And like you, we have different things that fit in free agency. Again, last year, I was like, I think Jed Lowry would be a good fit. He had a good year. He could play some positions. They signed LeMahieu. I was like, yeah, I, I hope it translates to the Yankees. And guess what? It did more than that. Um, I don't know, Jim. I, I, what I will feed the people with um, is, A, you know for some reason I'm still not fully off of Didi. Like, I just think there's an equation that makes sense where he could come back. Um, the one that the internet has won me over on, and this would be if a Mike Ford trade were to happen, which would be very Cashman to move him at his peak value. Mike Moustakis is a free agent, and Milwaukee moved him around a lot last year. You know, he could be a fun one that, like, he's a lefty bat. In two of his last three years, he has 35-plus homers. And, you know, he even played a little second base last year. Yeah, he played 47 games at second base, 100 at third. Um, he's played a little first base in a pinch in the past. He feels like another guy that you see Brian Cashman adding that he doesn't get a lot of offers and you're like, yeah, you know, Moustakis will move around a little bit. He ends up playing 130 games and he hits 30 dingers for you. Um, I don't know. That, that's something the internet started to talk me into a little bit. All right. I like Moustakis. I wonder how he would wear the Yankee uniform because he's a funny-looking guy in a baseball uniform. He kind of hikes the pants up like to his belly button, like how my grandpa wore them and how my mom says, like, that's how you're supposed to wear dress pants. And yeah. then he's like kind of stocky. Very interesting look. 
Yeah, he uh, and he's always been facial hair, I think. So yeah, that that would be interesting. Maybe the pinstripe slim him out a little bit. Maybe maybe it works. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that like it, it would be one of those signings where you're like, okay, yep, we got a we got a decent deal on him. Lefty at the stadium can move around a little bit. I get it, Cashman. Um, but yeah, at the same time, oh oh, how about uh Kohler Strasburg, please. Jake wants Cole or Strasburg. Could do it. Cole would be, be a game changer. I don't, I don't think either will happen, and I just say that to temper myself. So that ends this yeah. show. Thank you to everyone that wrote in a question. Thank you, everyone, that called in. We appreciate it. We'll be back. We're trying to line up an interview for next for next show on Friday, and then, I don't know, we're planning it out. We're, uh, Jake and I have a trip in like a week and a half to Los Angeles, so we'll do some content from there. We'll be at winter meetings down the road. The, uh, the I think the offseason is going to start picking up pretty soon for the Yankees and for Talking Yanks, so stay with us. We appreciate you. Leave a review if you want. See you on Friday. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>